Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include chatter at the IMB conference in New Orleans, a primer on mortgage-backed securities, and how the Fed is doing what it feels is necessary. Thanks to today's podcast sponsor, Loan Care. Loan Care has successfully navigated clients and homeowners through market change for 40 years. The mortgage subservicer is known for delivering superior customer experience through personalization and convenience. Its award-winning portfolio management tool, Loan Care Analytics, supports MSR investors with a focus on customer engagement, liquidity, and credit risk. Loan Care is part of Fidelity National Financial, a Fortune 500 company and leading provider of services to real estate and mortgage industries. Attention in the hallways and the early going at the IMB conference in New Orleans is varied. LinkedIn traffic seems to have picked up for IMB companies like Draper and Kramer and Atlantic Bay. But that is hardly a scientific measure of being bought, buying, or exiting the business. Credit costs and trigger leads are a big item, and this Wednesday's Lenders One Mortgage Matters session at 2 p.m. Eastern features John Fleming of John Fleming Law and Texas MBA, discussing issues including a fine update on the trigger lead situation. Being pragmatic on handling branches that are losing money is a hot topic among owners, even if the crew there has been with you for years and years. The last 18 months have not been the time to waffle or ignore information. For the links to those stories, as well as the latest employment and transitions and lender and broker services, products, and software, visit robchrisman.com. Let's say a year ago, MBS investors were buying 3% Freddie and Fannie securities at par, or $100 for dollar. Now, however, they can buy those same securities and earn 6.5%. Why would anyone want to earn 3% when they can earn 6.5% on their money? No one would. But what if they could buy those 3% securities, not at a price of 100, but at a price of 85 or 90 cents on the dollar? And that discounted price gives an investor a yield of 6.5%. At that point, an investor may be indifferent about buying a new bond yielding 6.5% at 100 or an older bond yielding 3% at 85. It also comes down to which one is going to be on the books longer, or has less credit risk if the economy moves into a recession. That is reflected in the value of the servicing, so even though the price of the bond can be calculated mathematically, the actual price of the mortgage-backed security will be influenced or muted by other factors. That's the basic reasoning in the price-yield discussion, but moving on to some bond basics, mortgage-backed bonds consist of pooled mortgages on real estate, residential mortgages in our case. Investors in fixed-income securities do have other options and may shift their purchases and holdings based on minute differences in the perceived value of various instruments. Short-term U.S. Treasury bills, longer-term Treasury securities such as notes and bonds, Treasury inflation-protected securities known as TIPs, municipal bonds issued by cities and towns, agency bonds sold to federal fund agriculture, education, and mortgage lending programs, corporate bonds issued by companies, junk bonds, typically corporate bonds, and convertible bonds, which are corporate bonds that can be converted into stock at certain times throughout the term of the bond, all are out there in various ways. Many bonds are issued for a specific length of time called the term to maturity. A fixed amount of interest gets paid to the investor every six months or year, and the principal investment gets paid back at the end of the loan period on what is called the maturity date. 
In some cases, the interest is paid in a lump sum on the maturity date, along with the principal investment funds. But mortgage-backed securities are different. Borrowers may refinance or sell their home and pay off their portion of the MBS. In general, bonds in the secondary market are price-based on their interest rate, their maturity date, and their bond rating. Notes with higher interest rates and more years left until maturity are worth more than those with low rates and those that are nearing maturity. But as noted a few times previously, MBS have the added complexity of prepayment risk, influencing the prices that investors will pay. And investors often demand a higher yield to compensate for the possibility of prepayment. A mortgage-backed security is a debt security that is collateralized by a mortgage or collection of mortgages. It's an asset-backed security that enables investors to profit from the mortgage business without the need to directly buy or sell home loans. Lenders may issue their own MBS or settle loans to aggregators who do that, or settle loans to Freddie Mac or Fannie Mae, or securitize FHA and VA loans through the Ginnie Mae program. MBS often end up with insurance companies or pension funds, and when an investor buys a mortgage-backed security, it is essentially lending money to home buyers. In return, the investor gets the rights to the value of the mortgage, including interest and principal payments made by the borrower. Lenders selling the mortgages they hold enable banks to lend mortgages to their customers with less concern over whether the borrower will be able to repay the loan. The bank acts as the middleman between MBS investors and homebuyers, who is servicing the loan matters, especially during times of refinancing. Another week, another round of good U.S. economic news. Last week's Michigan sentiment for January crushed expectations to register at the highest point since July of 2021. There was also strong retail sales data from December and the lowest level of initial jobless claims in over a year. Positive economic news, coupled with diminished chances of a March rate cut, have pushed bond yields to the highest levels in a month. Americans are feeling positive about the economy, their incomes, and the outlook on prices. Notably, the increase in consumer sentiment was accompanied by another drop in year-ahead inflation expectations, which have returned to a level not seen in three years. That preliminary reading of the University of Michigan's Consumer Sentiment Index for January was well ahead of estimates, hitting its highest level since July of 2021, with year-ahead expectations decelerating to 2.9% from 3.1%. Existing home sales decreased 1% month-over-month in December to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of $3.78 million from $3.82 million in November. Sales were down 6.2% from the same period a year ago, as high mortgage rates continue weighing on the overall level of activity, though they have not stopped prices from continuing to climb. Last week's batch of data, which included that mix of high consumer confidence and lower inflation expectations, pointing towards a soft landing for the U.S. economy and Fed Chair Powell's war on inflation, has dropped the implied likelihood of a 25 basis points rate cut at the March FOMC meeting to 45%, currently from over 55% seen at the beginning of last week. While investors continue to chip away at bets that the Fed will cut rates early and aggressively this year, there remains a significant gap in market and Fed expectations for the Fed Fund's trajectory in 2024. Most of the recent data points to a solid American economy, notably more so despite a Fed rate-tightening campaign that seemingly has broken the back of inflation. However, investors are eager to know when those rate hikes will be reversed. Expect them to wait in ease and that the market will merge with what the Fed thinks. 
the Fed will err on the side of being conservative. Central banks will also be busy, and monetary policy statements and interest rate decisions are expected from the Bank of Japan, European Central Bank, and Bank of Canada this week. In the U.S., Federal Reserve members will be in a blackout period of no public talks ahead of the next FOMC meeting on January 30th and 31st. This week's economic calendar includes month-end auctions consisting of $162 billion of two-year, five-year, and seven-year notes tomorrow through Thursday, with $18 billion of two-year FRNs also on Wednesday. Fed surveys, S&P Global PMI flashes, durable goods orders, the first look at Q1 GDP, expected at 2%, new home sales, and Fed favorite PC on Friday are also out this week. Expectations are for the core PCE price index to increase 0.2% month over month and 3% year over year versus 0.1% and 3.2% previously. No Fed speakers are scheduled with the Fed in their blackout period. Today's economic calendar sees just one data point with leading indicators for December. The forecast is for unchanged, which, if realized, will be the first non-negative reading in 21 months. We begin the week with agency MBS prices, better by an eighth to a quarter, the 10-year yielding 4.09 after closing last week at 4.15%, and the two-year at 4.38%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. In New Orleans, those of you that are here realize just how cold it was the last couple days. And I'd say it's so cold that the lawyers have their hands in their own pockets for a change. <laughs> Thanks again to today's podcast sponsor, Loan Care. Loan Care has successfully navigated clients and homeowners through market change for 40 years. The mortgage subservicer is known for delivering superior customer experience through personalization and convenience. Its award-winning portfolio management tool, Loan Care Analytics, supports MSR investors with a focus on customer engagement, liquidity, and credit risk. Loan Care is part of Fidelity National Financial, a Fortune 500 company, and leading provider of services to real estate and mortgage industries. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.